0: INEFFABLY YOURS, BY SECOND-HAND NEWS CHAPTER TWO SOMETHING TO LIVE FOR READ BY SHINY MATHAM AUGUST 1985, SOHO, LONDON GAY PLAGUE sweeps LONDON DANGER OF THE AIDS TIME BOMB I'D SHOOT MY SON IF HE HAD AIDS, SAYS FATHER Conspiracy to infect society. Azirivale hadn't realized his jaw was clenched so tightly until pain bloomed under his right ear. He shook his head, fist scrunching the papers until the words were no longer legible. But they were screaming out from every newsagent's and newspaper stand in the city, the country plague, danger, time bomb. The momentum had been building for weeks, and today was the day the media dealt their trump card. Fear. Fear sells, causes confusion, panic, with people seeking reassurance. And what do they trust more but the good old institution of the British media? It was a balmy Saturday in August, and fell was out of breath by the time he stood outside Crowley's flat building, finger-pressed firmly against the buzzer. He wished, not for the first time, that the demon could have the decency to live in a house with a door that could be duly hammered on in times of desperation. A finger pressed resolutely against an intercom didn't have quite the same sense of menace. Crackling. Static. Then Crowley's lazy drawl, tripping through the intercom like golden honey. A shiver that began in his chest and ended up in the pit of his stomach ran through Aziraphale, and he tutted at his body's betrayal at the sound of the demon's voice. He shook his head, reminding himself why he was standing outside Crowley's home with righteous anger in his veins. What do you want? Let. Me. In. Aziraphale bit each word out. The door latch sprang open before he finished the last word. angel. Crowley was sitting calmly on the sofa, pouring rose-scented tea, when Aziraphale slammed the door behind him, relishing the shaking of the door frame, the pounding of blood through his body. Fury, that was the word. Demon. The pet name didn't work the other way around, and this time it wasn't supposed to. Aziraphale registered the half-second of hurt on Crowley's face. Well, good. Why are you here, fell? What do you need to have a go about this time? You never just drop round for tea, do you? A nice pot of tea and bickies, eh? I have kept my distance. I have left you to your... work. I've seen the seeds of what you're doing. Watch the weeds spiral up and up, but now this... He threw the fistful of papers at Crowley and paced up and down in front of the sofa as he watched the demon scan the crumpled pages. He stilled as he took in the headlines, his brow softening as two teeth chewed unconsciously at his lip. Finally, he folded the papers in half and placed them neatly on the coffee table next to the abandoned pot of tea. He turned to look at his fill, and when he spoke, his voice was calm. You think this is my doing? Don't insult me, the angel spat. This comes out of nowhere. It kills hundreds of thousands. The media gets to vilify them for... For what? For having the audacity to fall in love with the wrong person? Finally ran out of patience, did you? In a flash, Curly was on his feet. Two, three, four strides, and he had his ear filled back against the door. Forearm pressed to the angel's throat. He leaned in, good and close, and when he spoke, the words were barely more than a low hiss against his Aziraphale's lips. Six thousand years, and I'm still just a snake to you when it comes down to it. Hell bent on what? Misery? You think this is what I am, after everything we've been through? Whether from the pressure against his neck or the anger in Crowley's voice that was unmistakably tinged with sadness. Aziraphale's voice softened. You can't kill them like this, Crowley. Cursing them for who they love? I won't let you. This isn't one of mine. They were so close, Crowley could feel Aziraphale's white-blonde curls against his forehead. When has true evil ever been my style? never the angel conceded eventually one hand braced against curly's wrist as he pushed him away i suppose it hasn't striking the fear of he trailed off turning the end of the sentence over in his mind and cutting himself short inches from his face curly's lips quirked up just a fraction although there was no humor in his smile The fear of God. He finished the angel's sentence and let the full weight of the words hang in the air between them. You should look a little closer to home before you start casting blame so easily. You can't think. You know heaven better than I do these days, angel. Mysterious ways and all that. Our God is a pissed-off, vengeful, vindictive God after all. Crowley... There was a warning in Aziraphale's voice, but the intention died before he finished speaking. Instead, he pushed past the demon and paced over to the coffee table, fingers linked behind his head. When he turned back, his face was aghast. It can't be. I don't know who it was, Crowley admitted, sinking back down on the sofa and pouring two cups of tea. The liquid was darker than it should have been, left to infuse for too long, but the warm smell of rose was intoxicating. But down there, they don't make a habit of slaughtering people for who they love. Up there, Aziraphale's words, when they came some time later, were muffled against the delicate black china as he paused to take a deep sip of tea. His voice was barely a breath eyes trained firmly on the dark rug spread out beneath the coffee table. There are measures taken for falling in love with the wrong person. We can make it better in time. We get a lot done when we work together, us two. Us, Zerophel said thoughtfully, as if on instinct he reached out one neatly manicured hand and laid it gently on top of Crowley's. A heartbeat passed, then a second, and then he pulled it away, standing up and gesturing toward the door with a small call. I should... Of course. Crowley unfolded himself from the sofa and escorted the angel to the door. You know... You can just drop by for tea next time. I've missed you. Suitably chastised, Zirphil smiled guiltily at the words implied, but, as always, unsaid. Once he was out in the hallway, he turned back, and there was something in his eyes that stayed with the demon long after the door had closed. You're not just a snake. You know that. Not to me.